Your host, Katie Thomas, is the Director of Portfolio Services at New Day Solutions, a firm offering expertise in retirement planning with more than 25 years of experience, dedicated to high net worth individuals, families, and business owners. We work with you to have a coordinated approach for your comprehensive investment goals, providing concierge service for all generations from a team who can see things from your side of the table. Go to NewDaySolutions.com for more information. Working with your investments, retirement, insurance, estate, or tax planning, or just dealing with everyday expenses, your money matters. Let KT Thomas help you make the most of it. This is KT's Money Matters. Hey, and welcome back. This is KT Thomas of KT's Money Matters, coming to you with all kinds of ideas about how to make money, grow money, present yourself in a way that allows you to grow professionally and financially. And along that topic, you know, we have a lot of Money Matters listeners who, you know, are really trying to figure out how to grow and develop themselves professionally, especially, you know, people younger in the workforce trying to figure out how to make that next move. And so, you know, I thought it might be great to bring somebody in that really can talk about, you know, your image and about image development and about why that's important. And, and then obviously, you know, me, I always want to tie these things back to money about, you know, why it really matters and how you can help yourself advance professionally, not by selling out. I mean, I don't mean this, you know, how people think, oh, I don't want to become that person. I don't want to have to, you know, suck it up to the man or whatever, you know, however we talk about it. But the reality is there are people who position themselves to move forward. And then a lot of times those moves require things like, you know, education, work commitment, brains, and also, frankly, polish and how we present ourselves. And so I asked Sylvia DeGisto to talk with us today a little bit about that. You know, when I asked her, what do you do? She said, people packaging is what I do. And she's been doing this in the corporate business world for a long time. She's also launched her own executive image consulting business. She's coached, trained, and consulted with clients all over the world about their image and even personal lives. She's a C-suite author, as am I. And she is the co-owner of the Studio for Image Professionals. She's also a keynote speaker and a mother of two. So I thought she might have a lot to offer to our Money Matters society and audience. So Sylvie, thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm so excited. So, you know, let's talk a little bit about image consulting, because I think people really misunderstand what an image consultant does. So can we start with the basics? What, what would you do as an image consultant for someone and what should people expect when they when they mm -hmm. think about approaching one? Mm -hmm. So it's a very great question because very often image consultants get mixed into one pot with wardrobe consultants, with color consultants, with personal stylists, who are all great people you can work with and who will take care of, of your outside perspective, right? They look which um, fashion trends are out there, what fits you well based on your body image, your size, your shape, which colors flatter you. And, you know, visual appearance is very, very important when it comes to image and the way we perceive each other. But it's just one of many components. 
And an image consultant does two things. First of all, an image consultant also looks into the inside of the persona. What would you like to be known for? What image would you like to create? And how would you like the world to see you? And then, yes, works on the visual appearance because it is a very important factor, but also more on your behavior and on your communication or your digital footprint. Because to be very clear, looking good is great, but nowadays it's not enough. And you tripped on something that I think about all the time, this idea of what you're doing in your digital footprint. Mm -hmm. And I can remember saying to young people who have come to work for me, like, you have to be really careful about what it is you're putting about yourself out there on social media because people now see it. You know, it's not like before where they only saw you dressed up for work. Now people can see you and see pictures of you and of anywhere you are at anything you're doing. And that becomes a lot more important to manage that part of your, of your social exposure with a little bit more thoughtfulness. Absolutely. So in my presentations and in my book, you will learn about those four elements, A, B, C, D, your appearance, how you look, your B for behavior, how you behave, your C for communication, what you say and how you say it, and then the D for digital footprint. This includes your emails, your social media profiles. What will I find about you on Google? And at the very end, I reveal while most people think when others judge you and make decisions based on what they see about you, that it's your behavior and your communication that counts most, is actually nowadays your digital footprint. Because it can happen every single day. Right now, somebody could Google your name and you don't even know it, that it happens right now. And right now, somebody could make the decision if they are going to buy from you if they are going to vote for you, if they are going to invite you to a job interview, and you, it's out of control that it happens out there. The only thing that you can control nowadays, what is out there? What do they actually find about you? So the digital footprint has moved to the front because it happens every single day. Very often when I talk to organizations right, and I help them, for example, with their dress code policies, and we cover things like, Nowadays, should somebody have a tattoo, a visible tattoo, yes or no? I always encourage them to change their mindset too and say, you know what, a, a tattoo nowadays can reach a few of your customers if they see it. But a tweet or a Facebook post that your employees create can in a second reach millions and really, really, really hurt your reputation. You know, it's funny that you say that because we always think about the physical things, right? The tattoo or the... I can remember my, my daughter, Jackie, had one of these eyebrow rings, which, you know, mm -hmm. I tried very hard as the parent of a teenager, not to mention, but I was really, really relieved that after she graduated college and started working mm -hmm. on finding, you know, whatever the first grown-up job, that she took it out all on mm -hmm. her own. She like said, you know, I, I think this could be in the way. And I said, you know, I think you might be right because I know as a boss, I might be going, hey, you know, what will my oldest, richest client have to say about you and your, and your eyebrow ring in the office? Mm -hmm. And I just think when you're young and, you know, people don't want to give up their sense of individuality. And I know that that's really important. I don't want to give up my sense of it either. But there has to be some compromise between who you are when you're by yourself doing whatever you want with no one looking and then who you are every day, your professional self. 
Exactly, exactly. So another thing you will learn in my presentations or in, in the book I wrote is that there are three things you have to consider. The first thing is, what do you want to be known for? What is that one word that should pop up in everybody's mind when they think of you? How would you like to describe your image, your persona, the way others perceive you in one word, right? And that is very important. And we are all individuals and there is no cookie cutter solution out there for us. And for some, it might be that those are very creative words. For others, they are very traditional words. For some, it has something to do with their financial independency. Or for others, it has something to do with their people-focused mindset, right? So we are all individuals. And it is important that you stick to yourself. However... However, you must find out, and that's the second category, if others really think about you that way, right? Yeah. Do, do they really perceive you that way? If you would be one of my clients, I would take you through a very painful yet interesting process. I would take you down to, to Wall Street here in New York. I would put you into a corner and for the next four hours or so, ask hundreds of people, hundreds of people walking by, what do you think of her? What do you think of her? What do you think of her? You know, and then we find out if your word really matches the first impression that you make on others. And then the third component, and that is very, very important if you enjoy getting a check every single month by your employer, is what do they want to be known for? What does the brand I work for, or the brand I represent as business owner, what one word should pop up in everybody's client's mind, right? But what do they want to see in me? Because we want to see something different in a lawyer than we want to see somebody, something different than somebody who works in IT support and uh, the teacher in my school, right, who takes care of my children. So there are different uh, things that we expect. And people who have a very defined image, usually fill up the gaps between those three components. So when you talk about this, I think to myself, you know, I always say, like, I think about a financial advisor, of course, you know, I've made a living most of my career as a financial advisor and I've mm -hmm. trained financial advisors and I employ other financial advisors. And, you know, I'll say to like the youngest guy that works for me, yeah, white shirt every day, mm -hmm. tie, you know, like if you actually want to have people believe that you're in a position to give financial advice, you actually have to look like you're in position to give financial advice. And part of it is, I also find that people like to work with people that remind them of themselves mm -hmm. or somebody that they're endeared to, whether it's, you know, their, who they were when they were working or their, their son, who's a professional. And so people that are looking for a professional, if you don't look like a professional, then they're going to look for somebody who looks more like what they perceive that person should look like. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a very simple concept. The more money involved, the more trustworthy they want you to look. Whenever there is money or children involved, if somebody else takes care of my money or of my children, we expect a very trustworthy look, behavior, words that they use, and also a digital footprint in, in the very end. So, and either I accept this because this is what my clients want to see in me, or I, I fight it. That's the, the, the other way to, to handle it. Or I try to fill up those gaps. 
So if that financial advisor, for example, would come to me and say, I have a really challenge with wearing a suit every single day, I would tell him, well, you know, there are different suits out there. Maybe it doesn't have to be the, in his mind, boring navy blue or charcoal gray suit with um, a white shirt. Maybe we find specific patterns or we work with accessories or let's do something with your shoes or let's put some color into your socks or work with the lining or how we do something with the stitching. So sometimes those people who fear that they, get bored, bored, bored out by those looks, do not know that there are a lot of opportunities to show your individuality in, in a visual way. Well, and so one of the things I always think about is how many scarves I own, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like my way of saying today I'm going to be and pull it out. But I think that people think about managing their image and, and dressing for their image to be just more expense. And so it really doesn't require you to have the big expensive suit, right? There are a lot of small things that you can do to help kind of uh, pull yourself together more without having to spend a lot of money. Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, there are two sides, like almost there are two sides. On the one side, I encourage you to invest into yourself, right? Because you are the most important human being in your life. It's not your spouse. It's not your children. It's not your parents. It's not your boss. It's not HR. It's nobody else but you, right? So show yourself some respect and be willing to invest into yourself. So does that on the other hand always mean that we all want to wear Gucci or other luxury labels? No, no. But I, I give you three different tips, okay? Usually I tell those clients, you should shop cheap, you should shop expensive, and you should shop smart. And the difference is the following. By shopping cheap, I mean, if you are this summer into a specific color, go for it, buy it, but do not invest too much. Don't buy uh, expensive clothing if there is a fashion trend or a specific accessory that everybody wants to have right now, go for it. If it, it's fun, go for it, but buy it in a very cheap and affordable way because next summer it's going to be over. And if you still wear it, everybody's going to think, oh my God, she or he is so 2000 and whatsoever, 16, right? Right. But then also buy expensive. You need investment pieces. And with a certain level in your career, you also must show that you are able, able, to finance them. And why that? It's a very simple principle that only if you show that you're willing to invest into yourself, people think that you have the ability to invest into them too. Very simple psychological concept, right? So look for a really good suit or look for a really good dress or look for a really high quality pair of shoes, right? Be willing to invest in yourself. And then what I call shop smart means there are many, many, many different ways to save money while shopping, by shopping smart. I, for example, invest into my wardrobes out of season. So I never buy winter wardrobes during winter. I buy them during summer and vice versa. So why do I do that? Because it's on super sale at this point, right? There are very, very... Uh, 
create websites out there. Shop Tagra is one. Um, uh, Shop Style is one where I can uh, search for specific items and they, it's like a meta search engine um, like Google and they compare prices and they tell me in which online shop I find this piece, this suit, this dress, this pair of shoes for the most affordable price or where it's on sale or I can put a sale alert on it and just wait until it goes on sale and then it pops up on my phone or in my mailbox and says now, now it's on sale now you can buy it so i use a lot of tools and apps and websites that help me save money by investing into investment pieces but not paying the full price sylvie can you give the name of that website again you went through it kind of uh, shopstyle.com and I can uh, clearly send you an email with those links and maybe you can add them somewhere at your podcast. Or... I was going to say, I certainly can add them to the show notes if you send them. I know lots of professionals struggle with finding the right pieces yes. and spending the right amount of money. Do you have any guidelines for people as to a percentage of their income that they should be willing to spend on, say, managing your image, which includes, you know, obviously the right pieces and the yeah. right... So, I mean, there are percentages and numbers out there. Some say it's 20% of your annual income, but you know, it depends. It depends on the industry, it depends on your position, it depends on your career. So I'm not a big fan of those numbers. I'm a bigger fan of changing your mindset in the following way. I don't want you to think about where you are right now. When you right now are a team member in a department, or maybe you lead uh, a department, uh, I want you to think at the very end of your career, where would you like to be at the very end? Possibly you want to be the CEO of this company and not just the manager. Do you want to be the CEO of another company? And this is how you have to dress and to behave and to communicate nowadays. Right. So you have to manage your image with where you think you're going long-term, not yes. just where you think you're going in the next jump, mm -hmm. but where you think about yourself years down the road. Yes. There is not one president worldwide that has been identified as a presidential candidate a few months before he or she ran for that office, right? Usually that career path started long, 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 long ago. And somebody thought, hmm, that's presidential material. One day I can see she, her or him running for that office, right? And the same is true for you in a corporate environment. But also if you're a business owner, think at the very, very end and start appearing, behaving and communicating like, for example, a CEO today, because then you will feel like a CEO and people feel like you are CEO material. So think at the very, very end to the very end of your career path. So, you know, money matters, listeners. We're not talking about buying a Ferrari and joining a golf club. Although, you know, those two things might be on your bucket list. What we're really talking about is how you manage yourself and your appearance and your communication skills and where it is you think you're going and then mapping yourself as if you're already on your way there, even if you're just at the beginning of your career, how you think about later in your career and what you're doing today to position yourself to be more that person so that later on it's obvious to everybody that, that you are that person going there. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Now, you've written a couple of books, and I imagine, are they available on Amazon? Yes, yes. You find 
Uh, you find the image of uh, leadership um, on Amazon, that's a book. Uh, you also find an online course called howyouimpress.com uh, online. And very soon I'm going to surprise you with another book that we're going to add to the C-Suite uh, book club, focusing on what you just said is so important, your digital footprint. This is fantastic. Do you have any parting comments that you'd like to say to our Money Matters audience about things that they might want to, you know, if there were one, two, three things that you wanted them to put their head on right away, what would it be? Well, right away, I want you to focus that really you are the most important person in your life and in your career. And uh, during your career, money matters on both sides, right? And so be willing to invest into yourself, make smart decisions, but also keep in mind looking good is not enough. Even if you invest into a great piece today, uh, you have to follow up with your behavior and with your communication and yeah, create an image that you deserve. And then the last thing I'm going to say is, by the way, guys, this is not just for women. In fact, well, this is just as important for men, don't you think? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, both genders have their individual challenges. For, for men, very often experience with my male clients that very often they think they only have boring choices, right, when it comes to visual appearance. And that's just not true. There are so many options out there where we can help you to create a look that represents you in your best possible way. For women, very often it's the opposite, right? We have so many choices. We can wear dresses and uh, skirts and jumpsuits and pants and with jackets or not and so many accessories that it kind of gets confusing and very often we get lost in creating a look where people immediately identify who we are and what we would like to represent. So it's absolutely true for both genders and everything in between. So to my Money Matters audience, as you're out there trying to figure out how to budget money for everything in your life, I know we talk about this a lot. If you're trying to develop professionally, one of the things that you really do have to think about is, you know, what is my image? What am I doing today that's enhancing my image? What am I doing today that might be holding me back? And, you know, Sylvia talked about her, the social footprint. And I think that that's um, a, a terrific uh, thing to consider and to take a look at what you're actually putting out there about yourself, what what it is about yourself you want people to know. But then there's also your professional image. And part of your professional image is spending a little bit of your hard-earned money to invest in the person that you are trying to grow to be. Now, I'll make sure all of Sylvie's information is available, show notes, as well as the links to the couple of shopping and rating websites that we talked about on the air. Sylvie, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited that I had the pleasure to chat with you. My Money Matters community, till we speak again. Thanks for listening to KT's Money Matters with KT Thomas. For more information, past episodes, and show notes, go to www.ktsmoneymatterspodcast.com. Make sure you subscribe and recommend it at iTunes, Overcast, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.